We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, this is Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast. There's probably no one that's been impacted more by the current halt in racing than RJ Hampshire. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing rider came into 2020 with a new team and put in career best results to the first few rounds of the 250 East Coast Series, despite having a serious knee injury from a preseason crash that no one knew about until right before Tampa. Because the original plan was to hold the remaining seven rounds of Supercross in the fall, Hampshire decided now was the best time to get the damage repaired, only to see Feld and the teams propose a return to racing in June. With that, Hampshire's plans to spend the summer recovering for a final push later in the year have become uncertain, and he'll have a decision to make if Supercross indeed picks up sooner than later. With word that a final decision will come in the next few weeks, we called RJ and discussed the injury, how likely it is that he could return to racing, and how his transition to the Husky squad has been. All right, dude. Well, hey, RJ, thanks for getting on the phone with me. Um, Kind of some downtime for everybody right now. You have been one of the guys to take advantage of it in a big way, but then now it seems like that could have bitten you a little bit. So what was the decision to get your knee done? You know, we had heard right before the season started at Tampa that you had a knee injury, something you kept pretty well under wraps all off season. When was the decision then to finally get it taken care of? Uh, honestly, it wasn't even until um, two weeks after Daytona. So actually raced Daytona. And honestly, I, I heard it pretty bad at Daytona again in that first turn pile up in the heat race. Uh, I didn't even really say anything. But yeah, my knee was blown up after that. Uh, actually had a pretty good week on Supercross um, coming into Indy. And then the following week, I rode outdoors for the first time since I did my knee. And um, right away, we knew, you know, it wasn't going to be great. Like, something definitely had to happen for me to make it through outdoors. So, I actually had a meeting with Alden right after uh, that, you know, that day of riding outdoors. And, like, before this conversation, we never once spoke about getting it fixed or surgery or anything like that. It was, you know, let's do whatever we can to make the knee um, strong enough to know get through supercross and be competitive because we both kind of knew how important that was um but yeah right away he was like dude i i think we get it done and um so i made a couple of phone calls right after that to uh bobby and scuba with the team um shut down hey i was his only patient the entire day because uh, he wasn't supposed to have anyone mm-hmm. so he i don't know if it really made makes much of a difference but he was able to take you know take his time and really uh you know make sure everything was right and you're no not like bouncing around off this or whatever um which i feel like was why my knee's doing so well right now um like i i was moving it lifting it everything pretty much day one been so far ahead of schedule um you know since that day Mm -hmm. what all do they do um like was it a full acl mcl meniscus or was it just a few things did you go cadaver did you do a patella tendon there's so many options when it comes to knee injuries and repairs that yeah there's almost like no one guaranteed answer for every guy yeah so my uh my acl was completely gone like it was rough it was destroyed in there 
Uh, so we definitely had to do a full reconstruction of that, and he took it from the patella. Um, he was most confident in that. Um, and then my meniscus, it was pretty backed up both sides, uh, internal and uh, the out, uh, external or outer side. Uh, and it was past the point of, you know, repair uh, or even getting it sutured up. So he uh, just had to trim both of those up uh, quite a bit. My internal was actually a lot worse than the outer. Um, and then I believe that's it. I uh, tears in my uh, fibular head joint. Uh, so my the fibular head would always pop out on me. Um, and that's what caused a lot of my pain while I was riding. It was never stable. Um, so we're just hoping that uh, with the whole surgery and clean up the meniscus, when that, that time off uh, allowed it to heal a bit and you know stabilize it because there really wasn't much I could do uh, to correct that. Mm-hmm. So when you guys go to the races, like on a Saturday, there's always at least you know some therapist or a doctor, somebody that you have a lot of faith in to help tape your knees up and help keep everything stable. When you're just at a practice day at Alden's place, what are you guys doing to like wrap your knee up so it's extra balanced and you don't have any worries that it's going to get worse? Yeah, well, I hired Dr. G as soon as I did my knee. Uh, back in December, I hired him for the whole year uh, for at the races, but I'm based in Florida and he's based in California. So during the week, uh, you know, he's not able to do anything with me. Uh, so then I actually I have a guy here, um, PJ, he works over in Tampa where I uh, used to be from. And uh, I spent a lot of time with him and, you know, I have a lot of trust in him. So I would have him literally at my house Sunday when I'd get home from the races and we'd start, you know, therapy or flushing out my knee, everything we could just to get it, you know, decent for, you know, the week just so I could practice during the week. Um, and then honestly on track days, I felt like I had the best tape job just cause I knew what I wanted. Um, so I would tape it up for that. And then, you know, back to PJ, I'd have him out there at least, at least two to three times a week. Um, you know, just try to get it good to go racing on the Saturday and then repeat. Like I'm telling you those first four races, they were rough. Mm-hmm. It was no, you know, walk in the park after, uh, you know, I'd get home or get done Saturday night with the races. Yeah. We always hear about Alden's, you know, how gnarly his program is and how physical and all that stuff where you get healthier. But injuries come in the sport. It always happens. Somebody's got a nagging issue all the time. Uh, how is Alden's program when you have an injury? Does he have a lot of resources and all that stuff to go through? I saw in one of those Red Bull videos he had Cooper in a hyperbaric chamber. Is there a lot of stuff that you get to do that he has access to? Um, I mean, honestly, with the knee, it wasn't not much we could do besides push through it. Uh, and that's what we did, you know, from – I kind of – I trusted the guy big time from you know, as soon as we did it like i was riding so i did it on a tuesday flew to california uh i rode on a thursday just for a photo shoot and then by that next monday i was right back into full-on boot camp so it wasn't like we took any time off um and i feel like if we would have it would have been a lot worse i wouldn't have, i would have started losing my muscle and uh the muscle memory and everything um so I, he just knows he knows and has been through a lot uh, he knows what's kind of best for the situation um, and what my goal was. Like, my goal wasn't to get it fixed or whatever. My goal was to be competitive for Supercross, and that's what I put pretty much everything into this year was, look, I, I want to be, um, you know, a Supercross guy, and right now I'm not. You know, I, I don't really have the results. So 
we put a lot of effort into it and um you know even with my knee injury i felt like i you know, did pretty well and uh showed enough in only four races mm -hmm. when you're going to the races and you know you're way far from 100 percent what's the outlook like how do you get yourself ramped up to know i got to fight through this pain i'm going to go through all this hell out there but it's going to be worth it in the end no i mean it i don't think my knee really affected me much yeah you know on the left-handed sweepers uh you know when they would dab i'd have a bone-to-bone -bone pop um which definitely didn't feel good it probably took you know 15 20 seconds for it to calm down uh but it was more just you know i was in a mental state where uh, I did the work all off season, no matter what injury I had, um, you know, I was going to go out there and, you know, I felt like I had the speed and could do whatever to be up there in the front. Um, but then, I, you know, another, you know, wrench gets thrown out at us with, uh, you know, a new team, new bike, new settings, all of that, where we've never gone racing before. And everybody knows the practice days are quite a bit different than the race days. Um, so then we felt like, didn't really have the setting I, I was looking for, you know, coming into Tampa and then just small little things like that. I didn't know that were much different from, you know, my previous bike uh, that was different on race day. So just a lot of it kind of played in. And then, um, of course, Daytona, I, I smoked my knee pretty bad. And then um, two laps to go in the main event, I dabbed it again, pretty much fell over in the sand and twisted it. So, even Daytona, it was pretty smoked. Um, but once again, you know, I did the work and was able to go. And I felt like Indy would have been pretty good on it. Um, but who knows now? Mm -hmm. You said before we started recording, you know, after Daytona, it was enough of an issue that you knew this summer was going to be a big deal. How was that decision to be like, all right, as soon as Supercross wraps up, when it was initially planned in May, you probably were going to go under the knife and then set out the outdoors, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really say much to anyone. Um, but my goal was to be a championship contender in Supercross and, um, you know, do everything I could really to be good at Supercross. And, you know, if, if, out, if it didn't bother me in outdoors, then I had no doubt, you know, no problem racing all of outdoors um, and then just, you know, reevaluate it at the end of the season. But, uh, you know, once I did ride outdoors, I, I seen how bad it was going to be. And, dude, the pain was unreal compared to, um, you know, what I would race through at Supercross. So right away, it was like, look, um, you know, if you want to be ready for 2021, which I, I feel like should be a little bit better of a year even than what 2020 would be, then, you know, we need to make the decision pretty much now um, to get it done. Or if we're not going to get it done, I'm, I'm not going to go under the knife, you know, and at the end of August and then be kind of pushed back and just say something happens and I have to race West coast. What I have three, three weeks on the bike. Um, so it's kind of the, uh, big picture behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, with everything that's going on right now, you and I have been talking a little bit like here and there before this podcast, even of this potential supercross in June plan, if everything went well and Feld said, Hey, yeah, we're going to go racing on May 31st. Could you be there? Would you be there on the line or is it still too undecided to say yet? I'm man. I'm, I'm in a, a weird place. Like I, my confidence is really high in my body. Um, like I trust my body a lot and the ability it has where if I had to go ride today, I would have no issue going to do it. Um, 
but there's some like logistics behind it where your body can only heal so fast. It doesn't matter what kind of therapy and stuff you put in. Um, and everybody knows ACLs, I mean, normally for a non-athletic guy, uh, would be six months or somewhere around there. Um, I was, I was shooting for three months, um, from the beginning just because like, that's my job now is to recover from this since or since I'm not racing or riding, like we're going to put full effort into recovery. Um, so that's what I focus on every day. Um, so three months was going to be my, you know, look, let's make the decision then, which put me right at the end of June. Mm -hmm. Um, that was before the whole supercross in May or whatever, you know, kind of started being talked about. And to be honest, I was pretty, I was pretty fired up whenever the first dates came out and it was like, yeah, you know, the whole country's locked down, but we're going to go racing in heck three weeks. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty pissed. Like, dude, if that was an option, if I knew that was going to happen or even, you know, it was in the cards, this whole thing might've been different. Um, but dude, I was, I was mad. And then they ended up pushing the date back more. And each time, like it was emotional roller coaster. Like I was so kind of livid and, then like regretting my decision and everything but now it's to a point where it's like dude look i did what was best for me and heck if i have to miss you know supercross then it wasn't meant to be and you know we'll be we'll be better for 2021 um so i don't know just kind of going from there if if it does happen i feel like if it gets pushed back maybe a couple more weeks and you know we do go race in mid-june um more than likely you'll see me uh as of now may 31st it's going to be pushing it pretty close it doesn't matter how great money feels um the graft isn't gonna be you know awesome no no matter how good my muscles around it are like i i think seven right around seven weeks i believe is whenever the graft is most vulnerable to retear um so i don't know we'll see eight weeks like i said is the 26th so if you know if it's a for sure, then, you know, might be a ride on Wednesday, go racing on the weekend thing and see how it is. But I don't know. I, I kind of just want to focus on getting ready for outdoors now and know that's it for sure. And heck, hopefully we can uh, get a championship or at least be battling for it outdoors. Mm -hmm. So with outdoors now, having a tentative start date of July 4th, that's something that you could potentially make. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I like I said, I was planning on three months, which would have put me before July 4th anyways. Um, but now since I've been really pushing it and, uh, you know, super heavy on getting back, uh, I think, heck, like I said, mid June, I get back on the bike and, you know, have a solid four weeks, three or four weeks on the bike and then go racing. Like, I, I have no doubt that, you know, maybe the first couple, I might be a little bit, uh, winded, but we can uh, race ourselves in the shape. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Hey, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about, you know, your first year with the team. Everything's been going well, how the bike is, how you feel personally, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up. So set through these commercials and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Justin Cooper of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. BC Fit Meals has been a huge tool in my success in keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best possible way I can. All of their meals are delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of eating right. Visit their site at bcfitmeals.com and sign yourself up today. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team, and I trust the Rye Helmet. 
I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Arai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me, and this is why I choose Arai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails, or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building a vest aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. All right, thanks for listening to the commercials. We're back with RJ Hampshire, part two of this podcast. How has it been? I mean, third in the season is great. You've led a lot of laps. You've gotten some success here and there this Supercross season and those handful of races that we did. How did you feel on the track, knee injury aside? Yeah, I felt solid. I mean, I, I feel like we were making a lot of progress from round one to Atlanta. Um, just those first three rounds that were actual Supercross, uh, we were definitely making huge steps. Uh, you know, setting-wise, myself, uh, just getting back into racing and, um, you know, learning the new team. Like, Tampa, even though, I, I mean, I crashed with two to go or whatever, and I was in fourth with, you know, a pretty good shot at a podium, um, I was riding well just got a terrible start and uh you know i did have good times uh, back into that and then uh texas i feel like i rode well there um but you know you never know i, I did win my uh first you know i don't technically call it a main event but i did win one there uh one out of the three and then uh yeah atlanta i'd say was probably my best supercross i ever rode like i got second from i think it was two seconds back there at the end and you know led most of the main event so i, I definitely feel like we were uh making huge steps and then uh i'll be honest coming into daytona dude i felt unreal during the week but it was a much different track than what we went racing on on saturday and i almost felt like we should have pretty much raced on a outdoor setting 
um, but we were on a supercross setting that was uh, quite a bit stiffer uh, than I started Tampa with. So it was tough to uh, get going. Uh, and then, of course, first turn pile up right off the heat race, left-hander, guy on the inside of me uh, just didn't, didn't lift and smoked my knee. So it uh, left it for a, a long night, even though, you know, I made a mistake two last to go. That would have been three podiums in a row, which is huge for me. It took me, what, four years to get three. So right now I'm uh, two out of four with, you know, my new team, which uh, I think says a lot about the uh, group uh, that I'm with, you know, my, my training, my uh, team, the bike, you know, just the whole package. And, uh, you know, I think it shows a lot what we have to uh, look forward to uh, in the future. With everything right now, like when you were at Geico Honda, you were on your own down in Florida. You went through that time where you built your own training place and did your own training program and all that. Now at Alden's place, you have Zach Cooper, uh, you know, Marvin's around to an extent, Pierce Brown's there. You have a lot more guys to ride with. How has that adjustment been in your program just day to day? Yeah, I think that's the main thing you said it is. I've got good guys to ride with every day where that's where I struggle with before is a lot of the days I was riding by myself. Um which, of course, you don't have the intensity or the speed or, you know, the whole package, uh, which is, you know, huge. And it shows, like, we do it all during the week. And, you know, pretty much every time we're out on the track, it's like a main event or, uh, you know, you're racing to be the best. Um, you know, program-wise, without any, he trusts me a lot with uh, doing some things on my own with uh, the 250 guys or um, Seth and Brownie. So he, he comes to me a lot with, uh, you know, things with that. And, you know, asked me, he asked me quite a bit of questions about, um, you know, the program and, you know, what I think of it or, you know, how this week was. And it's, uh, it's cool that he just checks in with me and I'm able to put my kind of two cents or, you know, my advice into it. With you being injured right now, are you still doing a lot? Like, are you at the facility every day or is it just stopping in when you need to? No, I don't. I don't go necessarily go out to the track. Uh, there's a gym right by my house that I've been using, and uh, Seth and Brownie actually meet me there. We do gym there, and then uh, not last week, week before, I started cycling. Um, so I still meet up with them in the mornings and go on my cycles and uh, you know gym a few times a week. But uh, a lot of therapy right now. Really, that's like I said, that's what we're kind of focusing on is getting my knee good. So yeah, I know you know the other stuff will come back pretty fast, but. I want to get my knee as strong as what I as strong as I can for you know just say whenever we do go racing if that's you know sooner than later. Mm -hmm. All right, hey, we'll start wrapping this thing up. Something that you pointed out that I really wanted to get your take on, like you said that you got three podiums this year, was was in the running for that you know a one moto win there at Atlanta, um, or no, sorry, Dallas. Everything's been going well, and this is a big step forward in your career after a lot of slow progress in the early years. What is it you think that has been this breakthrough? Is it just a culmination of everything? Is it maturity? Is it a program? Is it a bike? Is it is it one thing that you can put like a exact reason on, or is it just a culmination of everything? Um, it's it's a definitely combination. But man, my family has been huge. So uh, having my daughter and during the off season and uh, just getting to see a whole kind of other side of life. Um, really just like relaxed me quite a bit and uh put a little confidence um back in myself you know I, I didn't I mean I don't want to say I didn't have confidence but you know maybe I didn't really expect to go out and win 
um, and just the whole package, you know, my wife, my daughter, uh, making the move to Claremont. And like I said, it's pretty much I'm there for business and that's it. Like I'm not, you know, I don't want to live there for long. Um, but just, you know, it's a step I felt like I had to take. And uh, same with the team, man, it's been awesome. It's a, uh, a lot different feeling. Um, you know, I, it was almost like Groundhog Day back where I used to be. It was like just kind of the same things running through it. Uh, you know, not much changes. So for me, uh, I needed a change. I needed some, you know, kind of excitement or spark back in to uh, my riding. And uh, we got it. You know, I, even with my knee, like I said, I was, you know, loving it. And, you know, I, I enjoy going to, uh, you know, train and ride with the guys and, you know, just the whole program. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough at first, but we got used to it. Um, but I feel like that's what, you know, you had to do if you wanted to, to make a uh, change. And, you know, hopefully I uh, did enough, you know, not saying that my year's over, but, uh, you know, just four races in, I, I felt like I um, definitely showed some, you know, improvement on my supercross skills and uh, my fitness, really. I mean, dude, I dropped almost 15 pounds from the time I got to Alden until I went racing. So, uh, man, it's awesome. Just just loving life right now. And, you know, even with the surgery, I kind of took the uh, took advantage of it and uh, enjoying time at home and just uh, get to spend, you know, a lot of time with my daughter and my wife that I wouldn't have if we were going racing every weekend right now. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm excited to get back to racing. Uh, the racer in me doesn't want to miss any races, so I'm going to do everything I can to uh, try to get back, but at a, uh, you know, safe and, you know, smart time. Cool. Well, Hey buddy, thanks for getting on the line with me today. Uh, it's been good to talk to you. It's been good to hear all the progress and how you've gone through this. You've been the guy ever since all of this stuff has happened that I've had an eye on just with you getting surgery and then all of those rushes of when are we going to race when we not Glad to hear that you've got everything in your leg figured out and that you'll be ready to race whenever it does happen. So sounds good. Yep. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks, man.